everybody. Welcome to Talking Heartland. This is the show where we dive into Heartland. We are finishing up season four this week, and it's been a lot of fun talking about season four. And we look forward to all of your comments and thoughts and and, uh, feedback as we then approach season five coming up in uh, the next weeks. So I am film critic Rachel Wagner and Michelle is here. Hey, everyone. Yes. So how are you doing? Getting by as per usual. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I hope you had a good Easter weekend uh, and got to enjoy some fun Heartland. How did you feel like these episodes sort of ended off season four? Um, Yeah, I was thinking about that today. Um, I really feel like season three kind of ended stronger and was stronger kind of mm-hmm. as a whole um but two of these episodes I really liked so yeah I think season three ended in a way that I was excited to get really really excited to get to season four it's not that I'm not excited to get to the next season but I definitely think last season's cliffhangers were a lot more interesting yeah, I mean, I think that makes some sense. I I think that maybe they thought we would be more invested in Peter and Lou and in Ashley and Caleb than at least I am. <laughs> I, I'm just not that interested in those couples and they just don't have that great of chemistry in my opinion. I mean, they're okay, but I'm not super yeah. invested. Yeah, I, I don't like pregnancy storylines, so... Yeah, this whole oh, thing. Oh, really? It's kind of, yeah. It, it's just so tropey, and it's kind of the same things, like the same kind of comedic beats, the same kind of dramatic beats. Um, and so whenever it crops up in a show, I'm like, please do something different. Please do, mm. you know, take a different approach. But then again, there's only so many that, and that's why they end up kind of all very similar. Um, and also it doesn't mm. help that, I'm not that invested in them as a couple. I don't mind pregnancy storylines. I mean, there is, at least in comedies and sitcoms, there's that reputation that a baby kills the comedy. And maybe that's because it is pretty tropey, as you say. Uh, but uh, there's a certain point where if you have, if you have female characters, you kind of, you're going to have pregnancies are you know, yeah. going to be part of a storyline in a show like this. Yeah, well, given the fact that this was very quick, like, Lou is so pregnant, like, it, it's such yeah. a fast pace, this storyline, so that is one of the positive things, um, is it doesn't drag at all, like, it really just gets mm-hmm. to the kind of beginning, middle, end, and within a, yeah. a few episodes. Yeah, well, and I, I do like the idea of a character like Lou... Uh, kind of grappling with her ability to be a mother and the motherhood and and I think that's true to a lot of women that struggle with the idea of uh, are they maternal are they I know it's something I've struggled even though I haven't had a child I the I've never felt like I was that good with children and uh, so I my mom had my mom had uh, babies when I was growing up uh, when mm-hmm. I was in high school and that was an interesting experience <laughs> but I think it, it sort of colored my my views on on that a little bit and it took me a while before I felt like 
I was a maternal person. I know some people are just like, they're such baby people. Yeah. And I'm not one of them. <laughs> yeah. Kinda, yeah. I'm the same. Yeah. It's never been something I have ever wanted for my life. Um, and I guess yeah. that's kind of part of it. Um, so there is a little bit of a mm-hmm. disconnect for me and I understand that that's, you know, not the case. So the first episode that we're going to talk about is called Never Surrender. Mm-hmm. And this is the summary is Caleb's rodeo buddy Bryce returns from Afghanistan in a wheelchair and asks Amy to get his horse back into condition so that he can sell it. Amy would rather convince him to try riding again. Caleb's wife, Ashley, has still not returned from Italy. Jack gets a call from the Foothills Cowboy Hall of Fame, but it turns out it's not for what he expects. So overall, what did you think about this episode? Um, I like this episode. Obviously, you know, it's got Jesse Hutch, so that immediately just makes it a good episode, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that the one kind of negative thing I had was it was so similar to um, the Horse Whisperer movie. Like, the entire plot was just beat for beat, kind of very similar. Um, oh, really? Have you ever seen that movie? No, I never have. Yeah, That's with yeah. Robert Redford? Yeah, yeah, it's like a really early like Scarlett Johansson role, mm. um, and she's the one that gets into an accident, um, and she has to learn how to, you know, get on her horse again and to ride again and to trust her horse again, and a lot of that was very similar. Like even the way, um, Bryce gets onto the horse, like all of that was just kind of, I was like, oh, that, <laughs> that's the same as that movie. Yeah, interesting. I didn't realize that. I. That that makes that makes sense. Uh, so you have uh, the episode starting out with uh, Amy is hired to put miles on a young horse, mm-hmm. and uh, so that happens. And then also you have uh, Ty coming to help jump Amy's car, so they're interacting a little bit more. Yeah. And you have Mallory is back at the ranch brushing copper after Jack's kind of stunt in the previous episode. And so what do we think about Mallory uh, with her uh, work in the diner and this kind of plot uh, with her? Yeah, I think this, you know, it's it's so funny. She's so good in these episodes of like playing a comedic element. Um, Mm -hmm. How old is she supposed to be? I think 15. Because she seems a little young to be working at this diner. I mean, I know teenagers work and everything, but but I don't know. For this kind of a job, for this, mm-hmm. she seems a little young to me. Yeah, I know for me, I think my first job was 16. Mm-hmm. And even at that, it was like below minimum wage. It was like a 16-year-old kind of rate. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how that works in. And, uh, yeah, I I didn't have a a part time job until I was in college. Uh, I worked for my dad off and on doing you know different things for his business. I wanted to desperately. <laughs> I I was so mad at my mother because I wanted to work at the movie theater, and a bunch of my friends were. Uh, but in order to work at the movie theater, you had to agree to work over Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And my mom insisted that we go to stay at my aunt and uncle's in New York. 
And so, <laughs> and I mean, I, I totally understand from her perspective because she's not going to want to drive me all the way into the movie theater every single time I needed to work. <laughs> But I was furious at her at the time. I was very upset. Uh, so that was my my uh, my employment that was robbed for me by my mother <laughs> as, a, as a teenager. Um, but but yeah. So Mallory is brushing copper, and you have Lou and Marnie doing yoga, and this young child of Marnie that is quite the handful how, how do we feel about this child <laughs> i mean they were kind of really playing it for comedy in terms of like him just being destructive but he was like destroying the kitchen behind him i'm like you would not leave a child to just like destroy things like he was like pulling things off tables and just like smashing things and it's like how is that like an environment yeah. that you can do yoga in? <laughs> yeah, like I feel like he could have seriously injured himself. Injured himself, yeah. That's what I was waiting on. I was like, how is this child not in the hospital? Yeah, because if he had like pulled a, a well, I mean, forbid a, a knife of some kind, but there's lots of other stuff in the kitchen that are dangerous. I remember like the first time I had to go to the hospital, it was because my brother pulled a sheet that was all on like the top of a wardrobe and uh -huh. he pulled it and there was like a huge speaker on top of it like those old like 80s wooden speakers uh -huh. and it came down and like landed on my head and I had to get rushed to the hospital so yeah that was like a situation that I was expecting <laughs> me too me too that was a handful that baby <laughs> like what is he doing and and Jack was just kind of like what is happening here this child <laughs> uh, you also have mallory trying to sell jack a new hat yeah and yeah. that was kind of funny i thought <laughs> uh, and so the main part of this episode is with this disabled veteran and uh, his horse and he's played by jesse hutch and he uh, is pretty bitter uh and he says i don't want to do anything the para asked way so he he hasn't quite accepted his injury and he thinks that he can't have any experience with this horse and uh, he's going to sell his horse and he wants amy to sell it and uh, yeah, what did you think overall of this sort of plot line? Um, yeah, I liked it. You, you know, like I said, I'm kind of in two minds because it was very similar to oh, yeah. that movie, but um, I do wish we'd maybe gotten like a two-parter because it felt like he was kind of not given a huge amount of room to kind of play all the kind of aspects of, you know, his PTSD, you know, all of that kind of stuff. It felt very rushed. And he obviously has some kind of emotional issues with anger and, and frustration. And I yeah. would have liked to have seen that kind of, his friendship with Caleb kind of um, fleshed out a little bit. Yeah. Because mm. that I would have been interesting. That. Yeah, because Caleb's had a lot of, you know, issues as well. Um, and it would have been a nice to kind of see them bonding about that. Yeah, and also I felt like, 
Emi could have done a better job of being empathetic and a little bit, I don't know, like her attitude didn't quite gel with me either of considering when he says to her, thank you for bringing it all back. Mm -hmm. Like that, that should have been more devastating to her, I think. And Mm -hmm. obviously she's worried, she's upset, but it's pretty devastating you know that that he's had to put himself uh, away from all of his his previous loves and previous uh, relationships and everything and i mean it would be nice if in one of these stories the the girlfriend doesn't leave the uh the vet that's disabled i feel like that's always in the plot line yeah my girlfriend left me after i was disabled i'm like what's wrong with these girls yeah i feel like also sometimes amy's just she doesn't she doesn't know when to kind of push and to when to stop sometimes yeah um and i feel like again if we'd maybe gotten two episodes of like to really tell this story sensitivity on her sensitivity on her part yeah you know she kind of had to get them to a point by the end of the episodes because I know they like to have Amy be an expert on everything, but I think in this case, she probably was out of her league and should have immediately brought in the experts who deal with mm-hmm. this, you know, the situation on a regular basis. And then she finally does when she brings in uh, Lauren Barwick. Yeah. I would have and, liked to have seen more of her and Scott in this episode. Yeah. Um, in this plot. Agree. And Lauren Barwick is a Olympic medalist in para dressage. Mm-hmm. So that's jumping, right? Um, I think it's jumping, but it's also kind of like the the kind of <laughs> I don't even know how to like refer to it, like the the horse kind of dancing, <laughs> where it kind mm-hmm. of trots and and kind of like the only time I've ever watched. I mean, I watch all this kind of olympics it doesn't matter what sport it is i'll watch mm-hmm. it um but i know <laughs> sarah phillips is um the queen's granddaughter she's really into kind of that world um and she was competing in the olympics and so i was really watching it at that point and i think that's kind of a similar thing that she does mm. like that kind of dressage kind of stuff yeah so a- amy does the test ride and it's a total disaster it's it does not go well at all and uh you have this whole scene afterwards with uh ty and caleb and uh what's his name bryce 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 i was gonna say jesse and ty offers him a beer and he takes it as an insult and they get in a kind of a, a fight and he I don't know like he like you said he obviously has some major issues and needs some therapy mm-hmm. so I don't think that was necessarily resolved in the episode and I agree it probably would have been better to have it be a multi-part episode mm-hmm. and it's too bad he couldn't have been like a regular character because I think it would have been very interesting yeah yeah that is one mm-hmm. thing like I would like to see in Heartland going forward is just a little bit more diversity Okay, well, so you have that situation, 
And then you also have they they have a message for the Cowboy Hall of Fame. And first Jack's pretty excited that maybe he's pretending he's not excited, but he seems like he is excited about the fact that they might have him be inducted into the Cowboy Hall of Fame. Turns out it's Tim and they want him to give a speech for Tim. And so Jack is obviously struggling (laughs) with that. And uh, what did you think about Jack and Tim in this one? Yeah, I like this. This is probably my favorite part of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of Tim, but whenever it's Tim and Jack, um, I feel like it just adds like I'm just waiting on like the punchline with them whenever they have scenes together. Mm-hmm. One of them is storm off. <laughs> Either storm off, or there's pun- there's punches being thrown for no reason. Yeah, yeah, they do offer a a good. Uh, the relationship in the sense of for television a good dynamic uh, between them and uh, the I think that because Jack is so uh, such a hero in so many different parts of the show Mm -hmm. it's kind of nice that they have this one side of him that's kind of a weakness of him that he just doesn't like Tim (laughs) they have such a hard time getting along uh, he's struggling with the speech and then we have marnie uh, her water breaks so she's going into labor and they have to figure out uh <laughs> they have to figure out what to do with this child <laughs> and scott comes and he's there and he's great with the child and uh so there that seems like that would have been an interesting place for peter to have shown up yeah yeah because he is back at this point isn't no he's not is he not back yet (laughs) i forgot Um, oh he's not back yet you're right yeah he goes to yeah he comes back next Mm. but but yeah scott comes in he helps with the baby and uh the baby's crying for auntie lou (laughs) she's kind of freaking out about it and then we also find out that Ashley's coming back uh, and we get a little uh, we get a little scene with Tim and Jack talking because uh, Lou ends up having to go to the hospital with false labor and so Jack misses the speech and Tim says oh I bet you weren't even going to give a speech you didn't have anything he says no i had a speech and so he gives his little speech and he basically says tim uh tim is an sob but he's family so yeah what did you think about all of that shenanigans with the false labor and the <laughs> everything going on yeah again like the second that happened i was like oh is this like the braxton sex plot point <laughs> right. that's always, like, a thing. <laughs> um but yeah you know it is really true if you, if you had a list of pregnancy plots we have kind of checked them off here check racks mix false labor check <laughs> yep um <laughs> but i liked the end of the episode i thought that you know jack's speech was really good um mm-hmm. and it kind of ties into kind of the episodes going forward in terms of like where jack is with tim at this point you know they're a little bit, a little bit more on the same page you know you know jack has kind of welcomed him more into the you know refers to him as family at this point whereas you know, a couple of seasons ago, 
that's definitely not not where he was at. It's true. And, and see, in the end, when it really mattered, he came out on top. There we go. And we do get to see Bryce uh, successfully ride his horse. And uh, so that's kind of the ending of that story. Mm-hmm. And so what would you give this one, one to 10? Um, eight. I would give this an eight. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. I, I agree. I'll give it an eight. We just want to take a break from the show just to have a little check-in before we go on in the show. So we actually want to talk about our sponsor for this week, um, BetterHelp. Uh, in 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about your mental health, about your happiness. Humans aren't meant to keep everything inside. It can make us sick and therapy helps. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now. Maybe you need some tools to help. Maybe you've got stress, insecurity, problems in your relationship, um, aren't not dealing well with things going on in your life. And that's what therapy can be. And whatever you need, don't be ashamed because normal humans struggle and they start to feel better and that's okay. It's good to start to feel better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers you video, phone, or a live chat session with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. The good thing is BetterHelp is much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. So this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Hallmarkies Podcasts. And listeners can get 10% off of their first month of better at betterhelp.com slash Hallmarkies. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Hallmark Keys. Okay. So then we have Burning Down the House. This is the next to last episode in the season. Tim and his girlfriend announced that they are selling the ranch and moving to California. But one of Tim's old girlfriends comes back and claims that Tim is the father of her son, Shane. Ashley finally comes home. Ty is having trouble just being friends with Amy. Ashley decides to go to school in British Columbia and Caleb is not sure if he should go or stay. What was your overall thoughts about this episode? Um, I mean, I was glad that Ashley kind of came back, um, even though it kind of went the way that I expected. Um, I was glad we could have pushed forward with that storyline. Um, and the Miranda Shane thing, I mean, I was kind of spoiled a little bit um, because I knew that Shane was like a character going forward. So I knew when they showed up that they were going to be sticking around in some shape or form. Yeah, again, it's kind of like a a, a kind of trope of like, you know, the guy that's kind of, you know, a, a bit of a loose cannon uh, finds out that he's a son kind of, you know, late in life. Um, and I think I'll be able to kind of judge it better kind of when I've seen more of like how it's handled. Mm-hmm. But for now, I really like the the dynamic between Tim and Miranda. Yeah, I think that it was pretty good. And there's some sweet scenes between, maybe it's more in the next episode, between Shane and Tim and him teaching him roping and things like that. And 
So I think that has potential because we don't really have any uh, male children uh, in the Heartland cast. It's all female. And so it could be kind of a fun dynamic. And uh, you have also uh, some things going on with Mallory, with Lou and Peter. There's lots of stuff going on in this episode. I did think it was super cute, the whole thing with Amy and the kitten in her coat. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cute. And, and Jack. <laughs> it's like, oh, won't be as, as easy as that kitten in your coat. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> and I was just waiting on the, the point of the episode where he's like of Jack with the kitten and it didn't disappoint. I was like no. just waiting on it. Yeah, me too. It was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> and so Amy wants to store these Mustangs to help out the rescue, but Lou and Jack are kind of concerned because it's gonna cost money and they're having all these problems right now, particularly with Peter and Lou and uh, the income going on but uh, she you know she wants to do it and i guess the mustangs they they're can they just be in the wild they're mustangs right would they need to be rescued um, i don't think i wrote down like, what kind of horses they were but yeah i think she's just boarding them for the winter so yeah maybe they're harder for them to kind of survive in the winter and maybe when they're at the ranch they've got food so they don't have to worry about that and then you have Mallory is doing a terrible job at the diner and her doing a bad job doesn't even make sense like if the people ordered berry pie they are going to want berry pie why would you give them apple like it doesn't yeah. make sense. it's like it's yeah it's one thing to be lazy it's another thing when it's exactly the same amount of work like getting a piece of apple pie is not any easier than getting a piece of berry pie so it doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah i think mallory was just being destructive on purpose mm. like she did not want to be in that diner you know and you know we see it in the next episode she just fired want, yeah she just wants to go back to her <laughs> mm -hmm. and it was funny when they're talking about saskatoon berries because uh, i remember when we interviewed stephen Huzar. He told us his favorite holiday treat was Saskatoon pie because he's from Saskatoon. And mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to look up. It. I doubt we'll be able to. <laughs> I've never even heard about it until I started watching this show because I think Jack brings it up at one point as well, <laughs> like mm -hmm. that being his favorite pie. Yeah, it sounds delicious. I... <laughs> but yeah, then you find out that bedford oil is history it's done uh, and so peter's in a bad spot is planning on just i guess freeloading off of jack for a while and he sells his office furniture he's lifting weights <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is quite a uh, rebound for peter yeah um he's I was kind of mixed on this as well. It's like, on one hand, you know, Lou is completely justified in, in wanting a plan. You know, she really needs, you know, they're just about to have their baby. She kind of needs to kind of know where he's at kind of mentally. But at the same time, he was a workaholic that just lost everything. And I think he's entitled to like a couple of weeks of, you know, not knowing 
no lifting yeah. weights, lying on the couch, whatever he wants to do, processing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen more of like Peter and, and Ty just kind of doing stupid stuff together. Yeah, I think you need a little bit of time to yeah <clears throat> to recover. I mean, I, I don't think he would have a very hard time finding employment, though. I feel like <laughs> any sort of investment group or uh, business would be pretty interested in someone like him. Unless he's got, like, a bad reputation now. Um, now we just kind of assume that everybody's fine with that, but that wasn't the case then. Uh, so being there in, in uh, Heartland might be, make it a little harder for someone like him, but... I feel like it wouldn't be too bad, too hard. And uh, so, yeah, then let's see here. Sorry, I lost my place. Uh, So then we find out that Tim is selling the ranch uh, because he and Janice are moving to California. He will have more opportunities there. She will have more opportunities there is the idea. She'll be able to race more. And this does not go over well. the idea of Tim moving and I can understand why because their relationship hasn't been uh back to normal uh for very long so him leaving at this at this point would probably be pretty upsetting um Jack is particularly upset uh but what do you think is they overreact or do you think it was a normal reaction yeah I think it was a normal like a a normal reaction um and I think the fact that he's, he's about to be a grandfather and I think his heart wasn't quite in kind of giving everything up because as much as he wants to kind of make a kind of go of the the racing thing um it's not like he doesn't have other things in his life that he cares about committed to building a relationship with Lou and, and, and Amy so I think they're completely justified in feeling like they're being abandoned again even though they're adult adults um he did miss so much of their life right and especially with a new grandbaby coming you are going to want to be there to be a part of at least that baby's life okay. so and he says it won't change anything and he wants jack to buy the ranch and that does not go over well and i mean i think if they were married that would be one thing but when you're moving I mean, I would never move for a girlfriend, a girlfriend or boyfriend situation. I would need to have a ring on my finger <laughs> to move, I think, unless it's within the same town or whatever. But to move across the country or to another country. I mean, it's a question whether you even could get a visa. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um I suppose he would be kind of setting up business there, but yeah, again, it's it's such a big commitment in terms of, you know, them not really being in a relationship for very long, and they spend, they've already spent so much time apart, so it's hard for me to kind of see them as this sort of, I mean, if it was, like, if it was Jack and Lisa, I would definitely understand Jack's struggle more than I understand Tim's. Right. Because it, it feels like if you were going to kind of put like a, a list of pros and cons it just wouldn't be very even like it's kind of a no-brainer that he should stay in heartland yeah that's true yeah i agree and so then we have ashley coming back uh, she's they had the world open to her 
by, by, by what's his name in uh, Italy. So she's struggling with the idea now of being in this trailer, even though mm-hmm. she literally just got married. So I don't know. What did you think about this with Ashley? Yeah, I kind of expected this to be the storyline going forward. Um, but, and, and it is, you know, understandable. It, it does happen when you kind of, that first time you travel and you realise how big the world is um, and how much there is to see. Mm-hmm. The idea of being kind of um, tied down. Yeah. Not as, as appealing as it once was. Um I just wish we got to see more of Ashley. That's the kind of the thing. I just wish we got to kind of see more of, you know, her kind of journey as opposed uh-huh. to just kind of these kind of check-ins that we keep getting. Yeah. Um, because all of this we've kind of seen from Caleb's side. True. That's true. Yeah, we never got to see her over in Italy, you know, kind of having her world blown away. And I mean, I guess part of it to me is that I've gotten kind of disillusioned with the whole idea of college being the solution to everybody's problems. Uh, that, uh, I mean, I loved college. There's no human being who loved college more than I did, but it's still, it's not the certainly especially if you're going to go into debt which isn't a problem with Ashley because of her mom but it's not the solution that it used to be at least I think is getting a college degree is going to like open all these doors and maybe not (laughs) she might end up going to college and end up waitressing again there's lots of people with college degrees that are waitressing not there's anything wrong with that Uh, but I don't know I just it's, it's a little hard for me to get invested. It's like, this is the solution compared to if I had watched this when this came out, I would have been way more on that side, if that makes sense. It's harder to have that social journey when you're married. married yeah. No, not impossible, but it's harder. So there's that going on between Ashley. She starts out at the, but going back to waitressing and as Sarai says, Mallory sucks at waitressing, so please come back. Evidently, these are the only teenagers that could work in this whole town. There's nobody else. No, none. It's not having a whole high school. Uh, and so Ashley goes back and she just hates it and she quits. She quits her job and uh, so that's Remind, this reminded me of like a moment that I had um when I was I'd kind of went off work for like an extended period of time just for like my mental health kind of deteriorated and I just needed time off mm-hmm. I left um work for I think it was like a month and I went back and there was like a, a, a kind of work situation where my boss was really mean and unreasonable and and just kind of a bit of a bully and I went back on my first day um, and like half the day was fine. And then she just kind of said something that was so kind of rude of like, mm-hmm. don't see anything like uncomfortable or difficult to Michelle or she'll disappear for a month. And I just like put my stuff down and walked out and never went back. Uh, love an epic quit. That's one of my favorite things <laughs> in the whole world. <laughs> I wasn't quite as dramatic as her, but I was like, oh, appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> 
I mean, she didn't really have that good of a reason to quit. She oh, was just like, she was I just can't. frustrated. She was just like, I want to be back in Italy with Marco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Marco. Uh, so Amy kind of frustrated me in this episode because she sees that Ty has a message from Blair and she has a stink about it. And it's like, you actually <laughs> kissed Kayla. I mean, Chase. Chase. Yeah. yeah you yeah. actually kissed Chase and you you admitted that it meant something and you felt something and you continue to work with him and have a relationship of some kind with him. And yet you are so stinky about Blair and Ty that didn't mean anything to him. And that he said didn't mean anything to him. And that she even admitted finally that she was just manipulating and using him uh, to get at her ex. And so why on earth... It, is she behaving this way? You think that she, of all people, would be able to see what is happening? And I don't know. She was just irritating me. And it's like you are the one that is more at fault than Ty here. Yeah, and you can't blame Ty for Blair's feelings or whatever it is or her actions. Like he never called her. He never texted her. This is all right. coming from Blair. So yeah, you can't really judge Ty for something that you know Blair's doing. Um, and again, they're not together. So if he wants to have a friendship with her, even though you would be crazy to do so, um, that's his decision. All right. And he says, and he says, when are you going to stop bringing that up with Blair? She says, I'll stop when it stops hurting. I'm like, what? <laughs> you are more at fault than he is. If anybody should just let this all go, it should be you. <laughs> but. Yeah. I mean, I guess since the thing about this show is that we forget how young Amy is. And so, because she's having this very mature relationship. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that, that youth shows through. Yeah. And it, it, again, it's kind of strange because the show is kind of promoting them as like, this is kind of the central couple, the end game couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think this was kind of like the strongest plot point. For like a season long arc right um, you know yeah, the jealousy the best... stuff is hard enough but yeah for yeah. it to last a whole season it's pretty rough yeah the best that it offered was when ty got punched in the face <laughs> i think that was the best bit. <laughs> that was pretty exciting uh, we also have lou she is worried about peter of course and she decides to send this fancy crib back that they had gotten evidently they spent a lot of money on this nursery <laughs> it's like it's the, the fancy fancy stroller fancy crib fancy and so she's gonna send it back and so there's this sort of back and forth between that and peter doesn't want her to uh and peter gets very upset and at one point he's actually like venting his emotions out on the truck mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah have you ever have you ever vented your your frustrations out on your vehicle i don't have a vehicle oh you don't have I've... a vehicle okay. <laughs> <laughs> if i was to i'd probably get in a lot of trouble because it wouldn't be mine um but yeah it's <laughs> it was nice to kind of see him let loose a little bit um because he is so kind of buttoned up and i, I think that's part of the reason why i'm not really the biggest fan even though i really like the actor 
um, he is so kind of straight laced and you know company man. It's nice to kind of see this different aspect to him. You know, he's frustrated. He's having a really hard time. Um, mm. Not that I'm like <laughs> glad to see his misery or whatever, but it's just nice to kind of see a different side of him. Yeah. So then you have this woman, Miranda, who has this son named Shane. And Shane is constantly talking about his dad and how his dad's a rodeo guy. And I feel like if you had a child with a non-present father, I feel like you wouldn't talk about him that much, you know? I mean, I know it's Shane talking about him, but still, I feel like she's been talking about him a lot (laughs) to giving him all these ideas of all the great things and all this. I don't know. I just feel like you would keep the details pretty minimal and you wouldn't want to talk about it for the most part. I guess everyone's different, but. Yeah, I I think maybe I kind of took it as she'd maybe given him a couple of things of like him being kind of a rodeo guy and, you know, an all around kind of horse uh-huh. guy and, and Shane's imagination is just sort of ran with it um but yeah it, it was a little bit like they pushed it a little bit too far to the point of like the second or third thing he said it's like oh he's kind of making this up <laughs> right and uh, so it was not a surprise to you when you learned that Tim is is the father of Shane it was um, pretty predictable I- yeah, I wasn't sure we were going to find out if he was the father. I thought it might have been a cliffhanger because we were mm-hmm. supposed to be at the end of the season. Um, and I'm kind of glad we got that answer. But um, yeah, I wasn't too shocked. Um, and it's really, I think this episode builds up really well for the finale because you do kind of see, you know, Amy and, and Shane really bonding. And it's like, oh, we're watching like a brother and sister bond, but they don't know it. And mm-hmm got me really kind of excited for the fallout of that yeah and tim gets the dna test as you said and he finds out that he is the father i did think it was a little bit funny when he runs into lou at the clinic (laughs) it's a very quick dna test as well (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) rapid test (laughs) and i mean i'm surprised that Lou didn't just say hey do you want to come and you know the appointment or whatever since she was all alone her yeah. dad was there mm-hmm. but anyway maybe she wanted to be alone and Peter says this is me trying to be okay this is my process and so then they end up putting back together the crib Lou and Peter mm-hmm. and those kind of things are a nightmare to take apart and uh, like they're a nightmare to put together first of all but then once you take them apart and then like the the different sockets and stuff like that become kind of uh become harder to to get tight and i don't know there's it's just not a good idea to take that kind of stuff apart once you've suffered (laughs) put it together never take it apart i think rather than return it i would just sell it on like craigslist or something like that yeah it depends if they're going to like reuse it but so just like keep it all together and like They've got plenty of storage. <laughs> Just keep yeah. it together. We also get this whole scene between Lou and Janice, where Janice is trying to sell the idea of California to Lou. Yeah. And she's not having any of it. 
yeah, Lou kind of goes for the jugular. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's not yeah. holding back. And so then Janice says, I'm going to California anyway. And I don't think that's a loss. I haven't really liked her character at all. Yeah. <laughs> I like Miranda for going as an actress, but I just didn't like this character. Don't think the, the relationship was really built up to last. Um, and no. I'll be sad to see the actress go. Um, but yeah, I won't miss and, the character. Yeah. And then Ashley is questioning what she wants to do with her life and uh, the idea of going to this college. And so that's kind of the ending of the episode. So what would you give this episode one to 10? Um, I'd be like a 7.5. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it's kind of a filler episode. So I would, I think that's fair. All right. Last episode is uh, called Passages. And this episode is Ty and Amy take on a pair of Clydesdales with the help of Sugarfoot. Lou's water breaks while Peter is out of town. When a horse-crazed boy and his mom show up at Heartland, Tim learns that he's got a son that he never knew about. So we found that out actually in the last one. Uh, So we have Lisa bringing these Clydesdales. They're going to be part of a parade of some kind. But they have behavioral issues. They're like an old married couple. So he's <laughs> going to work with them. And that was kind of cute with Sugarfoot. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever my spell shows off, I'm like, okay, where's the, the Sugarfoot scene? Mm-hmm. How is he going to be a part of the episode? Yeah. And he always, he always fixes horses for Amy. <laughs> and I appreciated the fact that they had the scene with Mrs. Bell and Ty and saying, like, I supported you and you're wasting my money and because that's something I had actually thought about when he's just flaking off school and everything and I'm glad they kind of addressed that yeah yeah that was really good um Mm -hmm. and I'm glad because Mrs. Bell is just such a like sweet character and it was nice for her to kind of really kind of put him in his place of like I'm investing in your future yeah (laughs) you know I expect you to do kind of do your part yeah, I like that because it starts out with Ty. He's late for his test. And uh, so he has a, another, uh, so he's rushing out and he has another message from Blair, which is going to upset uh, Amy. And, and they have a fight later on. And Ty says, I can't go down this road again. And I agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> the audience can't go down the road either. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> and uh, then we have uh, Tim to Miranda and saying, you built the fantasy, not me, of uh, this perfect kind of father and everything to Shane. And, uh, and Shane thinks that his mom likes Tim. So there's this kind of thing going on. Uh, but you get these nice scenes of Tim teaching Shane roping. And I'm surprised they didn't have him kind of, I thought they would they would end with uh, Tim and Shane having kind of a moment where he tells them or something, but they didn't. They ended with Tim fighting with Miranda about money, claiming, oh, she's just in this for the money. What do you want? And the real ending of that arc for this season was 
Miranda and Shane leaving and Tim telling Jack about Shane. Mm-hmm. Do you think Miranda should have told him like years ago? I think so. I I don't think there's much of a as far as her child, I don't think it's that big of a difference of knowing that there's a mysterious cowboy who's your father versus this is his name and who he is and where he lives. Yeah. I I like yeah, I like that she kind of stands up to him and kind of puts him in his place in terms of like you were a mess. Granted, mm-hmm. I was a I was a mess too, but I got my life together, and you weren't at that point yet, and so I kind of had to protect my son. And and but again, it's like, and and I suppose she is at a point where Shane is at an age where he's asking about his father, and she is bringing him to him, even though he doesn't quite know that yet. So I kind of went back and forth. Um, so you know maybe she should have told him, yeah. And, and let Shane decide when he was old enough if he wanted to meet him. Um, but I think a lot of Miranda's concerns were kind of proved the second Tim was like, well, let's just talk about money. And it's like, well, there's why she never told him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it would probably be somewhat, somewhat of a concern because that... Uh, I mean, I don't know, because she's never asked for money before. So why all of a sudden would she be after the money? But uh, you would kind of, I guess, wonder a little bit about that. But I, I think that Tim is obviously upset that he's had this child and she never told him. But he also doesn't handle it particularly well yeah he's a jerk mm-hmm. that's his kind of default which isn't mm-hmm. my favorite um you know he could have very much just kind of said like i'm not ready to deal with this but you know i could set up an account for for shane in terms of like his education or like whatever mm-hmm. you know i could set something up where we could i could financially help um and well you know yeah so Mallory quit the, the diner and now she's back and she is prepared for the baby's arrival. <laughs> Did you like, like that? More, yeah, she's feel like she's more prepared than anybody else. <laughs> yeah. She's got this book and she has it all tabbed out, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> she's like me reading a book on my tabs. <laughs> yeah. That was really cute. And so we get Peter and Lou together this whole episode, which was really nice. And I have to say that I think I like this version of Peter better than like businessman Peter. 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He just has more personality. He's less bland. Yeah. Yeah. He's very confused um, in terms of what you should do and how we should do it in terms of like working dealing with blue and kind of seeing him a bit more kind of befuddled and out of his comfort yeah. zone is definitely I feel, I feel like the actor is just able to kind of do a little mm-hmm. bit more with him and it really comes through yeah he needs to get that book from Mallory <laughs> yeah absolutely I was so worried like when Luke is into labor and she tells him to go to the hospital I was like oh my god she's not going to be able to like phone him back and be like oh by the way we're not going to the hospital yeah. Yeah, 
and she she goes into labor when everybody's gone and i i kind of wish that they had not done that and had jack at least be there because i think that would have been very sweet but it was mm-hmm. sweet when he's holding the baby and everything mm-hmm. but it would have been fun to have jack there when uh, they're trying to reach tim they're trying to reach they are able to reach peter and so he's on his way back but they're not able to reach jack i thought it was a good moment for a character when lou says what if everyone isn't cut out to be a mother and i think that that is a real thing that a lot of people feel mm-hmm. you know? and especially as she, you know she's lost her mother so she doesn't really have that kind of support either um mm-hmm. I think that kind of adds a lot of, you know, complex stuff for Lou. Yeah. So then we also have Ashley and Caleb fighting over Val's involvement in their life and over the school thing. And are they going to be able to do long distance? And I guess my question is just, is this the only school? This is the only one that they can go to? I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did say that... um, I think she said that Val kind of like pulled some strings because this is like a university where she kind of can get all of her, her high school stuff finished. And she hasn't right graduated from high school. Yeah. So right. I think she goes to this college and she can finish high school and go straight into the college part. Yeah. So she's, she's pretty late in terms of applying as well. Yeah. So then you have Peter, he's helping uh, Lou with the breathing. You have Mallory with her book. And uh, the Peter went to lunch with potential businessman and it went great. So that's looking better. And Lou is uh, having the baby. And I just like when Lou's like, shut up, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and, uh, so then Peter arrives and Mallory faints, which was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like passed out for a long time. I mean, obviously they're more concerned about the baby, but it was a long time before anybody helped her. And everybody sees the baby, of course, and then Ty and Amy hold hands. You see Jack with the baby and everything. It was It was fun. I liked it. And... You have uh, the Clydesdales, Amy working with the Clydesdales throughout the episode, Sugarfoot helping and bonding with them. And then you have a scene between Caleb and Val and Caleb apologizes to Val and says that she's going, that they're going to BC with Ashley. They're going together. And that kind of disappoints Val. (laughs) It was so funny. Her plan, her scheme. At the beginning of the episode, when he kind of accuses her of like plotting and she kind of denies it and storms it, it was like, you never know with Val if she's like plotting or if she has been serious. But it was so funny when he says that they're going to like move together and you just see her like, you realize she's been plotting this entire time. Yeah. (laughs) And so they're off at the end, but that's the end there. And you have Miranda and Shane leaving and Lou having the baby. And uh, there we go. So what did you think about this uh, episode 1 to 10? Um, maybe I'm eight. Um, I, you know, I kind of brought it down a little bit because I don't think it was really 
a strong finale um, in terms of like cliffhangers and things. Um, I feel like it was, you know, very much like kind of all tied up at the end. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I kind of liked it. I thought it was sweet with everybody and the baby, and I, I liked it better than the um, first one, mm. which was which. What, what did we give that one? Uh, I think seven point five. We gave the one previously. or an eight. I don't know. I'll give it like an 8.5. I liked it. I thought it was a sweet little episode. Uh, so yeah, we'll be on to season five next week. So let us know what you think of these three episodes. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And Michelle, where can people find you? Um, on Twitter at Michelle R. Benson. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. And also make sure you're following the Hallmarkies podcast all over social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is a lot of fun. And we have our merch store, which has Heartland inspired merch. So please check that out as well. And thanks again, everybody for listening to season four recaps and we'll be on to season five and we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.